If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, Palpocyclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Wash up and welcome back to another episode of No Silence Podcast with your host. Now nah, fuck that with your low glasses Malone. So it's been crazy, right? All this promo shit started. Nigga doing a promo run, making all the magic happen. That's the it don't stop. So I put out cancel these nuts six weeks ago. Um, I went on a mad promo run to the East Coast, right? Uh, Brilliant Idiots, Breakfast Club, Horrible Decisions, Expert Opinion, 
uh, Dash Radio stuff, Serious Radio stuff. Shout out to Ron Mills, all my good people over there. See, what's up, girl? But stopped in Boston, did the press up there, promo up there. Shout out to my brother, DJ Rashid. And I come home. And when I get home, obviously, I do my run. So a lot of good, solid brothers on the West that started all of these dope you know, uh, media platforms back on fig, um, the community, my boy pun T rail, AD Mac Wap, They just created like this really dope, you know, media kind of cipher. And it's been unbelievable. Like, right. That run has been crazy. The conversation has been crazy. Um, one of the main conversation is that's that everybody's been stuck on is, is Drake hip hop. For 12 years, I ran around just to learn what records was about, just to learn what hip hop was about, just to learn what marketing was about. I literally decided I wasn't going to even make money in this business because I felt like I didn't do enough to deserve it. Like it had already paid me millions of dollars and I didn't do enough to deserve it. So I committed to it almost like a nun or something. Cause going into like a, 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 a church or, 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 you know, how they pledge their life to Catholicism. That's how I pledge my existence to hip hop and understanding what was going on. And Obviously, I'm compelled to speak on it at another level because I literally sacrificed enough to have an opinion. I've done enough work. I've done the work to have an opinion. Now, how good I think my album is, is not just the work itself. The reason I know my album is great, right, is because I did the work. But then when you listen to the album and, you know, enough minds tell you what it is, they confirm it. But I was confident just like a boxer in training camp, because I did all the hard work in training camp. I did all the hard work way before you heard the music. But it just made me have some interesting thoughts about hip hop that was different. And I noticed it's a movement of black people really blaming hip hop for everything, right? And these same black people are some of the brothers that argue with me about this particular topic. Um, shout out to my nigga Jobs, intellectually petty, intellectually petty radio, a podcast. Y'all go look it up. It's on YouTube. Really intelligent brother from the Midwest, from Detroit. And it made me think, and I think we've talked about this before with different people on no ceilings. That term accountability. What is hip hop's accountability in the current status, like in the current state of the ghettos across America? How much is hip hop to blame? Um, Jobs was saying to me, he thought sexy red was Satan. And I'm like, this is just 
young 20-some-year-old girl from St. Louis, right, who obviously understands some marketing because even through all of the the marketing itself and the funniness itself of what's going on, most women, when they're trying to be sexy, the first thing they want to do is take off their glasses. This girl keeps her glasses on doing the most ratchet shit in the world, acting like she's attempting to be sexy. I, I really think Sexy Red is like a marketing savant because this motherfucker ain't took off her glasses wearing two pieces. You know, she could get contact. She won't take off her glasses. Daisy Dukes splits ratchet, but she got her glasses on. It reminds me of Ice Spice and that Orphan Annie wig. Ice Spice is like Orphan Annie with ass when she wear that wig. Like they're marketing savants. That whole generation under 30, that generation, it's, I don't know if it's alpha, but that, whichever generation it is, they're marketing savants. All these motherfuckers under 30 understand how they want you to see them and they understand what you're going to think about it. But back to the point, he was saying he felt sexy red was the Satan. And I'm like, with all these Sam Smiths and people doing crazy shit on these award shows, endorsing the devil, you thought a black lady, a black young girl from fucking St. Louis because she's a bit extra promiscuous, is Satan? Like she's Satan? It's, so it's not Generation Alpha, it's the Millennials or Generation Y. But I'm like, she's Satan? What is Sexy Red really to blame for at this point? What is she really to blame for? No sellers, GL. Flying solo today. Ain't no autopilot. Ain't no co-pilots. It's just me and y'all, girl. So we're going to pop this shit. But what is Sexy Red really to blame for at this point, dog? Is Sexy Red the first hood rat girl in the communities? Is she inspiring women to be hood rats? Or is she a reflection that there is a promiscuous group of women that suffer from a level of trauma that makes them feel like they have ownership over certain things that obviously are really rich and deep that they, they feel they have ownership over. Maybe they feel they have to claim ownership over it because in some of those situations, some of these people have been molested and went through hell. So now they're trying to claim it to have some level of strength. But is Sexy Red really inspiring a generation of women to be hood rats? Her biggest demographic is going to be middle class America, white women, you feel me, that are in college, white women that live in the suburbs. Is she going to inspire them to get pregnant? Are white women going to line up at the Planned Parenthood or at the clinic because they got STDs like sexy red rap about? Like, are, is their clinics going to be overfilled with motherfucking women getting abortion? 
Like how much is hip hop really to blame? Like, let's be for real. Like we didn't got so far out of the space of understanding that systemic oppression is still currently going on. Like, and we'll find ways to figure it out. We'll name it if somebody get their ass killed by a police and then the police get off. We'll see it be like, well, that's different. We act like one day we woke up and then the United States of America decided, well, we're not going to go hard on these niggas no more. So it must be these niggas fault at this point that they are a bit traumatized and react and, and develop confidence in even lower standards. Is sexy red really to blame? Like, come on, man. Like, this shit is getting crazy. Look, you don't got to like it, bro. I get it. You don't got to like it. Maybe you have a daughter, cousin. you like, I don't want my daughter to be sexy red. Bro, if you're in her life, she's not going to be sexy red. Trust me, if you as a father are in her life, she is not going to be sexy red. She is not going to be sexy red. Sexy red's issues are completely different. It's obviously, it's obvious that girl been through a lot of shit. But the fact that we're blaming an artist painting a picture of something that exists in our communities. And we like, well, she's going to tell everybody else. They didn't know hood rats existed. I saw people talking about, are we celebrating sexy red? Or sexy red celebrating that promiscuous culture that people feel like she's uh, a part of. And I'm like, what if her experiences is only fucking with crazy niggas because she live in the ghetto? You don't want people to know? It's crazy because I remember growing up and people like C. Dolores Tucker blaming hip hop for what's going on in the ghetto. Not the ghetto for what's going on in hip hop, because that would be too much like, right. Instead, she's blaming hip hop for what's going on in the ghetto. Again, I say, she was blaming hip hop for what's going on in the ghetto. She didn't blame what's going on in the ghetto on hip hop. I mean, excuse me. She didn't blame what's going on in hip hop on the ghetto. It was the other way around. The art was inspiring the community. So you got all of these grown middle-aged men acting like Sexy Red is some kind of unique character or her character should be suppressed, even though most of y'all have pretty much dealt with a Sexy Red, especially if you grew up where we grew up at. Maybe your baby mama is a sexy red. Maybe you're the reason that sexy red became sexy red. It ain't like you niggas is waking up trying to wife these women. You're trying to get some pussy. So if you're trying to get some pussy and Lord knows how hell bent we be on trying to get some pussy, we'll lie. We'll do whatever it take. We'll break a woman's spirit just to get some pussy. And then when they mutate into sexy red, we'll be like, well, I don't know what happened. And then we'll get older and really disassociate ourselves from those circumstances. And again, I say, 
if sexy red is that influential then why aren't these white women having the same exact problem why 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 the biggest supporter of hip hop is very much middle american white people why why traditionally are they not changing and then if you notice they're not changing you like well they're different you know they have this and that you know but it's affecting the ghetto or is the ghetto affecting the she's a representation of it this shit just sometimes is getting crazy like we have literally decided white people are not to blame or we said we blame them enough even though they had motherfuckers as slaves for two three hundred years four hundred years we like oh well this hundred years was enough to escape it all i hear is hip-hop's negative influence oh blame hip-hop hip-hop did this not the ghetto is inspiring hip-hop but hip-hop is inspiring the ghetto well let's talk about what the ghetto has done let's talk about ice cube does anybody truly give ice cube credit for creating three of the biggest comics in the last i don't know 30 years chris tucker came from ice cube mike epps came from ice cube Cat Williams came from Ice Cube. Everybody took Chris Tucker, made these big hundred, two, three, four, five hundred blockbuster million dollar films, three, four, five hundred dollar mil, four, five hundred million dollar films, and all that. That came from some nigga in hip hop. Some nigga that grew up in 111, South Central, 111 neighborhood crib, created three of the 10 biggest comics in the last 30 years. Hip-hop did that. Hip-hop did that. You don't have Rush Hour without fucking Ice Cube. You don't have a Rush Hour. So you probably don't have Jackie Chan at this level without Ice Cube. Because Chris Tucker is a star of the film. Right? He's, he's selling a film on a mainstream level. You don't have none of them rush hours. So about, I don't know, a billion dollars worth of film franchise, you owe that to hip hop. Because some nigga who said fuck the police in 88 created a platform and motherfucking developed one of the biggest and most important film stars in the last motherfucking 30 years. You owe hip hop for that. How about what? Is that a trade off of Sexy Red? You have, you have Chris Tucker, Mike Epps. I can't go down a list of shit Mike Epps has contributed to that matter. Cat Williams, we all know how fucking unbelievable he is. That's Cat Williams. Fucking Cat Williams, dog. But I was going to give hip-hop credit for that. 
Probably not. Probably fucking not. What about Terry Crews? Y'all love Terry Crews. Y'all, that's y'all motherfucking bad, old Terry Crews. He was in training that he was a backup person. Friday at the next was his moment to shine. You owe that to Ice Cube. You owe that to hip hop. You owe that to hip hop. Can can hip hop get a thank you? You you give it all the blame. All the fucking blame is hip hop. But where's all the fucking credit? All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, Palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. 
Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. A guy on Twitter today asked me about Snoop Dogg. He said Crips didn't exist in the Midwest until Snoop Dogg came out. Not the drug game where everybody from Los Angeles was going to these towns and setting up shop. Nope. The rap music, hip hop. And I, I do agree that Snoop reinforced the title Crips. He made people, that was the first Crip most people really felt like they knew. He's by far the most popular Crip of all time. It's pretty much, it's fair to say he's the greatest Crip of all time. But he also defined it in his way. So while you're looking at Rocket from Colors and be like, this is what Crips are about, which in the movie Colors, maybe Rocket, you know, shout out to Don Cheadle, probably the greatest black actor, you know, ever. You know, as far as just pure skills. I mean, I, I don't think he have the films of Denzel Washington or like my favorite actor, you know, Samuel Jackson, but just pure pound for pound, awesome acting. Don Cheadle is probably the best one as far as black actors go. Maybe him or Forrest Whitaker. But, you know what I'm saying? It's like Snoop is, he didn't let Colors tell you what Crippin was about. So while you were looking at the film Colors or the film Doughboy, you know, with, excuse me, Boys in the Hood with Doughboy or, or uh, Lorenz Tate character, Old Dog, you met Snoop. And Snoop showed you how diverse a Crip can be. Because that's how most Crips are, just like Snoop. Some have jobs, some go to school, some most raise their family, most get married. Most of them are productive members in society. Eventually, they may start off in these ghettos having to earn how they earn. But just like my older homie Pluck, they'll figure out their way. They'll be owning trucks and driving trucks or like my older homie Moon, they'll be having tow trucks and running motorcycle clubs and monetizing social lifestyles or they'll be like my og homie shady who can pull apart a harley and put it back together engine frame wheels everything or like my homeboy boo my older homie boo can put together cars and he knows how to paint them and 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 bring cars back to life after they've been salvaged 
just because Hollywood tried to tell you what Crips was, you ran to everybody else like this is what Crips was. And then you met Snoop. And Snoop showed you everything Crips could be. And made the whole world fall in love with Crips. That's what hip hop does. Hip hop shows you how the ghetto party, how the ghetto parties. That's where hip hop started at. As far as the music, it started as a party. When we celebrated the 50th year, the address they put on that flyer, 1520 Sandwich, that project, you were going to a party. It was a hip hop. My dad and them generation, they called a party a hop. And you know what hip is. Hip is cool. It was the way the ghetto party. We are the cool kids. The way we write, right? That's tagging. The way we dance, that's breaking. The way we take the music and make our own thing, right? That's a breakbeat. And then we can't sing. We wasn't professional trained singers. So guess what? We rap. Shout out to Joe Tex. Shout out to the to the uh, Watch Poets. DJs existed before hip hop. They did. They existed before hip hop. Disco had DJs. Radio had DJs. But they didn't do it the way we did it. They didn't do it the way the cool kids did it. So it looks like we created all of this stuff because we're so fucking cool in these ghettos that when we start doing stuff, everybody does stuff like it. But you know what? It's not the ghetto that does stuff like it. It's middle America that does stuff like it. So I'm almost starting to believe middle America is not as mad at hip hop as the people that are black people. It's almost like it's more ridicule from middle class and wealthy black people or successful black people on poor people. I don't even think they really believe in systemic oppression because they're successful. I think this is a greater problem. I genuinely think this is a greater problem. I think this is a greater problem. I've heard people tell me hip hop. Oh, it was it was created to solve problems. And then I had great conversations with Crazy Legs and other founding fathers. And it was like, man, we were stick up kids. They were telling me they were criminals. The Black Spades are are pretty much the founder of hip hop. That's a gang in the Bronx. So when people blame Snoop Dogg, like, oh, well, you know, Crips didn't exist in the Midwest before Snoop Dogg. Just because you retitled gangs, gangs existed in the Midwest before Snoop Dogg. Violence existed in the Midwest before Snoop Dogg. All of these things existed, but because you put the new name Crips on there, 
like the violence is magnified. Oh, the violence has to be crazier. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. 40 years ago, we understood systemic oppression. You know, we understood poverty, like that type of economic hardship was responsible for the way people acted in the ghetto. The fashion is the fashion because people were deprived of economics and six pair of Dickies cost $50. Seven pair of checks of Chuck all-star, you know, Converse cost $50. T-shirts were undershirts. They were cheap. So people mom didn't have money, but they wanted to make sure their kids had new clothes. So they went down to HP Huntington Park and bought them new clothes. You get six pair of pants for $50, six pair of shoes for $50, different color shirts for $50. And you have enough for a whole school year. So your mentality is we should have been sad because our circumstances. We should have been sad. We shouldn't find a sense of pride. That's what hip hop is. It's that pride of no matter how bad our circumstances are, we still find pride to exist. We still make it look good. We're going to put big crease, a big crease in those six pants for $50. We're going to wear it with pride and we're going to wear it so fucking awesome that everybody else who could afford better wants to wear them. That's what hip hop is. You know what else is like that? Soul food. Soul food is just like that. It was the slops that the master threw back there. The worst of the vegetables, the worst of everything. We cook that shit so fire that they start coming back to the back house trying to eat. Now they have gourmet restaurants selling soul food, slave food, not black food, slave food. Hip hop is slave food. It's when you find a sense of pride, no matter the circumstance. And you put that pride on so motherfucking thick cuz that the world be like, damn, that shit look nice. It's like an ugly bitch with too much confidence. The ugliest woman could get the best man if she but makes him if if she believes in herself and convinces him that she thinks she the shit, you a fool a motherfucker. I knew a girl that was like that to me. This motherfucker was ugly, but she acted like she was fine and had me kind of half-ass convinced. I started to want to take the bitch out. I had to get my thoughts together. That's what hip hop is. It's finding a sense of pride, no matter the circumstances you are put in. Yeah, you can't learn. They don't got no band programs. They took all the band programs away. Well, guess what? I'm going to take the break of this record, the drum loop. And I'm going to loop this motherfucker over and over again. Then I, I don't know how to sing, but I know how to put my thoughts together and make them motherfuckers rhyme. 
They didn't give me no professional dance lesson, but I know what this beat is telling me. I see all these breaks, so let me break just like this motherfucking beat. Yeah, the education programs wasn't that great, showing us how to write and the cursive program and all that wasn't shit, but I know how to make this art look motherfucking nice. Hip hop is about taking whatever your circumstances are and making it work and making it sexy. Putting it on with pride. And you will have motherfuckers that could afford better being a part of it just because you carry it with such pride. And that's your fear for a sexy red. Her trauma, you know, niggas using her. Whatever happened to her in her life that made her feel like this ain't valuable, she still created a sense of value. And no matter her circumstances, she walk around proud being the motherfucker she is. That's what she's supposed to do. That's what she's supposed to do. She'll get exposed to more and everything else will change in her life. But she's supposed to be proud of the motherfucker she is. And you motherfuckers want her to walk around with her head down. That's why I hate you motherfuckers. Y'all jealous of that sister because she walk around with her fucking head up? She come from one of the poorest places in this fucking country? She done made it out? Whatever her circumstances is, whatever promis whatever promiscuous lifestyle she did, she did put together enough words and got some dope beats and put her brand together. And she's so proud of herself and she proud of the motherfucker she is. And y'all man, oh, she she's showing she's she's doing too much. She's talking about real life shit. Shit that really happens. And you so worried about your daughter hearing that. Bitch, get in your daughter life and be her fucking parent. Be your parent. Be your parent. You won't have nothing to worry about. You worried about your son hearing Snoop Dogg rap? You think he finna run to the nearest crib neighborhood? If your son heard Snoop and he didn't live in a crib neighborhood, most likely he not gonna run to the nearest neighborhood to be a fucking crib. But rest assured, Snoop don't got nothing to do with glasses low being a crip because I grew up in crip neighborhoods. That's why I'm a crip, because I'm from there. And if I'm wrong, then white people would have crips in their neighborhood. They'd be all crips and they'd be killing each other. The murder rate would be crazy. But you can't blame the same ghetto that's spawning this lifestyle and then these niggas representing it as these niggas the problem. That's just a fucking intellectually lazy argument. And you don't want to face what's going on. It's like blaming the motherfucking cough, not the virus, for why you sick. Imagine blaming the cough, not the virus, for why you sick. When you cough, when you sneeze, it's your body relieving pressure. It's pressure building on the inside and that shit, that cough, that sneeze, all that shit, your nose running is your body relieving fucking pressure. And instead of trying to find a cure for the virus, y'all spending time complaining and trying to make people suppress the symptoms. That shit didn't start nobody body first. That shit started outside. 
It ain't like one motherfucker mutated a flu and then now it's spread it to everybody. No, motherfucking the flu existed and people got motherfucking infected by the flu. We don't want to do the work. We don't want to do the hard work. We want to take the easy routes out. The easy routes. Oh, let's blame Sexy Red for what's going on. Now let's go back to the independent women's right movement where women mistake what, what the fucking point was, which was to get equal pay. Now they think they're equal. We don't want to never do the hard work. And we always want to blame black people. It's always black people fault. Oh, it's black people fault. It don't matter what happened. We could just, we could suffer three, four hundred years of racism. It's black people fault for that. It's black people fault. It's black people fault. It's just get crazier and crazier. I don't know what the fuck we really be talking about. So answer me this. If you genuinely believe that rap music has this kind of influence, is Little Nas X going to make people gay? Is little not is your son gonna see little Nas X and think I want to suck a dick? Do you think that? Like, how far does this go? Is your son gonna see Drake and go to his near synagogue and so he can have a bar mitzvah? Is your son going to see Kanye West and decide, okay, you know what? I want to get my own shoe with Adidas and I'm going to go to art school and figure out, like, why is it we always focus on what's, what we think we don't like about the ghetto? What about the things we do like about the ghetto? I don't know. I guess y'all don't like shit about the ghetto. I don't quite know no more. I used to think I knew. I really thought I had an idea, but y'all motherfuckers confusing the fuck out of me every fucking day. It's always some new shit with y'all. And I'm not talking to no ceilings listeners. I'm not talking to no ceilings listeners. I'm talking to all these motherfuckers who don't listen to no ceilings. Because if you listen to no ceilings, I know your motherfucking mind is wide open. Wide open. Because the shit that I be reading, the shit I learn about, all the, the different materials, I read the Bible and talk about it like it's a Dr. Seuss book. So you got to have an open mind to be a fan of this motherfucking podcast. Because I'm going to really pick it up. I'm, I'm really going to pick it up. I'm going to pick up every book and I'm going to read as much as possible. I'm going to approach everything. I'm going to read, think, talk to smarter people about it, talk to people who don't know much about it and really put it together. 
I'm just at a disgusted place that we keep really trying to blame hip hop for the same systemic oppression, lack of opportunity. You know what I mean? And forced poverty that we've been dealing with forever. But now that's over, I guess. Gentrification is not really happening. There are tons of great jobs in the community. You know, all these things, all it's tons of great jobs in the ghetto. We just don't want them. That must be what it is. That's the only thing it could be. That's the only motherfucking thing it could be. None of this other shit don't make sense. I just think we got to a weird place where we could take, we could blame this 25, 26 year old girl from St. Louis and treat her like she's the Antichrist. Look, you, you don't got to like her records. You don't even got to like her as a talent. But to pick up pitchforks and sit around this motherfucker on Twitter and condemn some motherfucking body because this little goofy looking little kid, this little goofy young lady represent nothing special. She is not the she's not the coming of an end. It's just, the end is not near because Sexy Red has a rap song describing the fucking obvious. A pink vagina and a brown anal hole. That sets you off. That sets you off. It's, it's this much outrage over a girl talking about her vagina is pink and her anal hole is brown. This is what's setting y'all off. Y'all motherfuckers is crazy. I'm either y'all crazy or I'm crazy. One or the other. And I know y'all be wanting me to think it's me. But I'm the only motherfucker in the room that's sober. I'm the only motherfucker in the room that's that's not running from a problem. I'm not running to the out. I'm not running from a problem getting drunk. I'm not getting high. I face every problem. If a nigga got a problem, I pull up in front of him. Blaming sexy red is like smoking crack and talking about the conditions of the ghetto or what's up with your body. Blaming sexy red. Like sexy red been out eight, nine months max. Y'all motherfuckers got to be crazy, man. Y'all motherfuckers got to be stone cold crazy. How many more things can we really blame the art for? How many more things, bro? How much more accountable do you really want hip hop to be? For reflecting current conditions in the ghetto, cuz that's all I'm asking. Answer me that.
Good looking out for tuning in to the No Sillers Podcast. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, comment, and share. This episode was recorded right here on the west coast of the USA and produced by my homeboy, A-King, for the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Yeah. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then, trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes, and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play hey guys back at the playground again huh yep you know what this playground could use a wine country heck yeah and some waves so we could go surfing oh (laughs) love that a redwood forest would be cool i'm in ah ski slopes let's do it um can a girl go shopping wait Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.